five, six, seven, eight. I'm Bill and he's on Chin Wag. Chin Wag. Chin Wag. Chin Wag. Hello guys, welcome to episode 8 of A Good Old Chinwag with me Andy. Me Andy. And we have a special guest on our show today, my good friend, my absolute brother, and his name is... <laughs> James Bullard. Hey, James Bullard. Hello James. How are you doing sir? Ah, oh, very well. Reporting live from Para Paraumu, New Zealand. Oh, New Zealand, fantastic! Wow. Where, where, can we say the location again before the New Zealand part? Because uh, you kind of broke up there, but uh, no worries. Para Paraumu. Wow, he's dirty little oven, from what I've been told. Did, <laughs> did I get Para Paraumu then? <laughs> no, that's. I'm going with that. That's right. Uh, if you can. That restaurant, you can definitely uh, go back in the kitchen and find it, I'm sure. That sounds delicious. Wow. Right, James, do us a favor, my friend. Tell us, um, just tell us a bit about yourself. Give us a little introduction so everybody can uh, learn the man himself. Yeah, know who you are, because um, on our page, we have our kind of good friends that are local. Um, yep. But they, they probably have never heard an American accent before, some of them. So uh, give us a rundown on who is the James Bullard. Uh, born and raised in Alabama in the great United States of America. I spent most of my life in the very deepest part of the South, having a great time growing up. Uh, Cleveland High School, Birmingham Southern College, where I learned English and chemistry, math, Spanish, and fun. Uh, got uh, car sales under my belt whenever I first got out of college, and then followed my heart and my passion to be a professional singer and performer. Uh, did regional, did off-Broadway, did cruise ships for years, which is how Andy Oliver and I met. And now I am currently on tour in New Zealand with Overnight, Frankie Valley tribute band, and we have spent the last three weeks here entertaining the Kiwis and having a blast and eating everything in sight that didn't eat us first. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, I'm great intro. I'm immensely jealous. Jealous yeah. straight off the bat. Me too, now. Me too. <clears throat> <laughs> so, yeah, me and James met on World Caribbean cruise ships, um, I would say probably five years ago, sir. I think it is a good five years now, I believe. Um, I think we met on the yep, Mariner, I think, first, was it? I think maybe it was Mariner first, yeah. Yeah, just a, a little brief stint. We, uh, we kind of passed each other. What happens with cast on cruise ships, they um, they have the new cast come on board and they do a handover and a transition so that the old cast then leave after being on for a week or two with the new cast so that that is a seamless transition into the shows for them to kind of take over for the next six to eight months. And um, James was in transition mm. of leaving the Mariner. So uh, it's a brief little stint of us maybe hanging out. And then we rekindled again on the Voyager where we, again, you were leaving, but then you came <laughs> back. Um, luckily you came back in my life and uh, we have been absolute great friends ever since and um, because of this man uh, in my life I have an absolutely better person and this guy here top three gents of all time I don't know who my third is I'll have to decide that later okay. anyway <laughs> where about, where, what country did you guys make? <laughs> oh I, I don't know what country it would have been yeah. Galveston, Texas the Mariner was out of I believe at the time right. yeah and then Voyager was Asia, right? It was out of Busan, or no, it was out of where? Uh, I probably joined in... Tianjin. I think I joined in maybe Singapore or Shanghai. 
I believe, I think. But then you came back and we okay. did um, we did an Australian <laughs> season and New Zealand as well. That's where we spent a lot of time together. And what a contract! Wow, that was uh, yeah, that was one of the, the highlights oh, yeah. of my cruise career. Absolutely, I, I would. I want to tell your watchers and listeners what I saw whenever I first saw you again on the Voyager. I had just arrived. It was early, early morning. We had just gotten on, I think it was Busan, South Korea, because we were having a tough time flying into China. We flew into Busan. We got on the ship, and I went to the mess because, of course, I'm always hungry. And I get in there, and there's this guy standing up clearly inebriated clearly and i didn't know this person from adam's house cat but we came in to get breakfast and i hear this noise that sounds familiar coming from the floor beside this guy standing up and a little bit swaying because he'd had a couple of drinks a couple of cheeky ones and uh next thing i know i see the pop up from nowhere he's been doing push-ups in the floor of the mess because they're both a little tipsy and they got their push-ups in before they went in for breakfast and i ran over and hugged the shit out of him because I was so excited to see him. And uh, because he was a little glassy-eyed and sparkly, he was real happy to see me too. It was brilliant. Oh, it's it great. It? I, I knew you'd tell that story. I actually forgot about that for a brief second. But um, yeah, we were on a... It was an overnight. So the ship is in one location for two days. Um, so then we have... Crew have the opportunity and guests. They can go and spend, you know, the night um, on land if they wish. Which is like... Um, it's a... It's a delicacy on ships, isn't it, James? There's not really many of them that um, is. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of them that uh, do that. But uh, we went out in Busan and um, had some sake, uh, maybe a little bit too much. And uh, the mess, the um, where we get our food on the ship, um, the, the breakfast opened up at I think six a.m. and we came in and we were like let's let's get some breakfast. Yeah. Of course, we were literally just coming back to the ship. After partying all night, it was a great night, and uh, that's where I saw James again, and I was doing my push-ups. Got to get your push-ups in, no matter what time. you got to get down and give me 20. Oh, I'm in Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that dirty floor. <laughs> yes, I did wash my hands straight afterwards. You know what? Well, while we're on the uh, topic of travel, James, I'm going to whip the first question out for you, my friend. Um, what's the favourite place? What's your favourite place you've ever been, and why? So anywhere, Ooh. anytime. It doesn't even no need way. to be while you're just away now, but anytime. That's a tough Absolutely one. Absolutely stunning place. Norway is my favorite. Norway. Italy. Norway. Uh, Italy will always have a very special place. I speak Italian. I uh, lost my virtue to a woman uh, from Italy oh, and oh. all these other kind of things that just keep drawing me back. But uh, Italy's my favorite place. But as far as like the most gorgeous place that I've ever been is Norway. The air is clean. Some of the most unbelievable, breathtaking views, just natural beauty of the place. Stunning. So Norway for sure. If you don't like fish, I wouldn't recommend going there unless you're ready to eat a lot of cheeseburgers. But uh, yeah, otherwise, gorgeous. Unbelievable, gorgeous. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. You've been to Norway, though, haven't you? Yeah, the, the, the Baltic is in, incredible. Um, Laura's brother lives there. Um, he's married to uh, a Norwegian, has three beautiful girls, and um, they speak fluent English, fluent Norwegian. They're unbelievable. And uh, we visited them for two weeks and had the best, the best time. Um, and again, the views are unbelievable. It's, they... They really encourage, it's really back to basic stuff. They, they build their own houses. The, the men are very, very kind of Viking-esque. Mm. Um, they, they want to do everything themselves or chop down the trees. And 
you know, all that really back to what it used to be. And um, that's still going. You know, that's they, still going. They're very family orientated then, but they, yeah. his family and friends mean a lot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. close knit, it's very close knit, small little villages. And there's like little islands, um, there's tiny little islands that maybe, you know, they've got several hundred people on. Maybe that, yeah. that island is literally the only property on that island. And um, it's all connected by bridges and uh, gorgeous views. And uh, they really push on eco lifestyle. And yeah. um, I've never seen so many Teslas in my life in one place. Unbelievable. Like every fifth car is a <laughs> Tesla. Yeah. It is, it is. It's good that you mentioned Norway, James, because I was reading up not so long ago that Norway's been the highest rated place for uh, a person to live at, at the fullest. So it's meant to be, re- you know, the, the, the standard yeah. living wage is a lot higher than everywhere around the world. Um, it's, it's one of the healthiest places to be. Yeah. And it's one of the friendliest places to be as well. I mean, what what do you what do you make of that um, with spending your like time there as well? Would you agree? I did you did you go on a were you on a contract then, buddy? To, uh, when you in in yeah, it was with uh, the Jewel of the Seas. I think it was one of my first contracts, if not the first contract. I also did it with um, uh, Radisson Cruises, which is now Regent Cruises. Back in the day, wow! I, 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 I yeah. didn't even so know you had a pre royal. Stint? I didn't even know that. What was that? Two thousand and three. Yeah, thirteen years ago. That's correct. So Norway. I, I, I'm up with that. Norway is yeah, uh, great place. You know, I've never been. What about you? What about you? Where's your favorite place? And my fa- my favorite place uh, is Italy. I know you mentioned on it before, James. But um, yeah. I, oh. I went to uh, Prato Novoso in Italy. It's a, a skiing resort. Absolutely nice. stunning. Uh-huh. The views were phenomenal. And me being me, uh, right. not a very uh, traveling person at the time. I was only about 14 then. I, I didn't realize it was going to get really hot up in the mountains. Yeah, I know. Closer to the sun, I should have known. And I thought, oh, I don't need any sunblock. <laughs> so oh. I, got up, I got up to the top. And <laughs> the ski instructor was like, well, where's your sunblock? I was like, I'll be all right. It's cold today. <laughs> and he went, when, you know, he said, when we get further up, it ain't going to be cold, lad. <laughs> and uh, I ended up getting uh, a bit of sunstroke because <laughs> I was a bit, I was only fourteen. I was, you know, oh my god! I know. So th- this this is a running thing with Andy. We we also went to Tenerife when I was when we were eighteen. I think I was nineteen. You was eighteen. Yeah, yeah. eighteen, nineteen. And um, the first day, my my dad had a timeshare, and it only started kicking in on I think it was the twelfth of September, maybe let's say twelfth of September. Oh, this is great for argument's sake. So we arrived a day early, so we spent the day by the pool hanging out, me and my brother Andy, um, just messing around, having some beers, and waiting for my dad and um, his best friend to arrive to Tenerife. And uh, then he would get the keys, and then we'd go in and unpack and everything else, and then our holiday, would, our little break would begin. And um, Andy didn't put any sun cream on. It was cloudy all day, so he was like, oh, I'll be fine. I was like, mate, you're going you're gonna to burn. Like, oh, no, it was my legs. I topped up all on the top. I mean, top was fine. And I thought, oh, you know what? My legs never burn. But I'm talking about English sun here. <laughs> not, not nice and abroad. And guys, I cannot oh, tell yeah, you. The, col- the colour of this guy's skin was unlike anything I've ever seen before. You know mm. when you see that vivid red pulsing out of the screen <laughs> or you see it? Uh, you well, know, take a piece of flesh off and that's what the, what the colour it was. Exactly. It? it was like raw muscle was looking at me. It was blistered. 
it was in you were in agony yeah, for I think it break. was fourth degree burns I'm pretty sure it was yeah and he burnt himself a couple of weeks ago when England had the one day of decent weather <laughs> yeah you know, I'm terrible he's I never going to learn I'm that, I'm that pale I'm not pale I tan at night <laughs> you know what I mean so I'm really bad oh. but on that, on that holiday um, very quickly like I, I couldn't walk I couldn't put socks on I couldn't put anything on and um, we had no access to any sort of like cooling ingredients so Andy, being the little rebel that he was, said, oh, you know what? There's an aloe vera like plantation over there. Big sign on there saying, you know, if you get caught out or anything, it's a 10,000 euro fine or whatever. So he just jumps oh. over, <laughs> without care in the world. Yeah, yeah lad, I've got some aloe for you. Fucking pure <laughs> aloe. And, um, you know, we slapped that on. It was sticky as hell. Did it work? It worked a treat. It worked a treat. There you aloe, go, guys. Pure aloe. Is Natural, stunning. pure, 100% aloe vera. Get it. Put it on your face when you burnt it. Correct. Yes. There you go. Um, yeah, uh, so we've mentioned the f- your favourite place, mate. And we've got this. Uh, we, we did it in a, a couple of episodes ago with Stephen. And it's the It's Okay to Talk. Um, you may have seen it. It's a little symbol where you've got your finger and your thumb together like an okay. If we had James on video right now, he'd be doing the same James thing. is probably doing it now, even though we can't see him. I hope he's doing it anyway. I'm really upset that you can't see his beautiful face. He's like a Johnny Bravo slash Captain America lookalike. To be um, honest. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kidding. That is no... No, that, that is true. To be honest, he's too good looking to show. For the camera. <laughs> yes. So it's not... Can show us up. That's, yeah. that's the thing. Show us up. We, we need to keep this podcast at kind of like a regular looking people kind of you know yes. barrier because we it won't feel to... real you'll think it's yeah, fake exactly we cannot have this fake. we cannot have this perfect chiseled jaw perfect hair guy blonde oh, blue eye okay. let's get to the talky talk okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay mate hey. okay I'm thanks. still here okay wow <laughs> oh, oh sorry yeah, I forgot that he was here Jeez. that's okay so you know about this James anyway don't you you know about the hashtag oh, it's all getting to talk Oh, I think it's amazing. I've, I've been on this bandwagon for years because it's one of those things where I, I go to work and I hug my guy friends and the girls get a little bit weird about it because they don't know if they can have a hug or why do you always hug the guys and never the girls? I'm like, look, I don't know your relationship status, blah, 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 that sort of thing. Off topic. Guys are starving to death, absolutely starving to death for a way to communicate, whether that's verbally, whether that's through tactile sensation, whatever it is. It comes to this point where I think that in today's society, we're getting more and more open to it, but there's still a lot of people clinging to the fact that men don't touch each other. They don't hug. They don't do anything like that. I don't know if it's this word homophobia makes me really uncomfortable because it's not a fear. It's just a discomfort. It's a, a question of misconception about where people stand and who they are and what they prefer. I don't buy into that. You like what you like. You love what you love. You put your penis wherever you want to put it as long as it doesn't hurt people. Okay. Great. What I'm saying is you got to get out there and you got to make connections with people, whether that's verbal or whether that's like reaching out to grab somebody by the neck and squeeze them until their eyes bug out because that's what needs to happen. Guys are aggressive by nature. It's what we do. If you don't have an outlet for that in safe and constructive ways, it will find its way out in another way. And that's not always the most productive way of doing it. Whenever I see my guys, I grab them, I squeeze them, I can hear bones crack whenever I do it. I've been a victim of it. I've been been a 100% victim of that bone crack. And it's the most exhilarating feeling to be having that relationship with a guy that wants to do that. Like There is nothing like that connection when you grab me, James, and when me and Andy see each other as well, we shake hands, we give each other a bro hug. And it's, it's such a relief. It's that... 
oh, it's good to see you again. It's a special bond. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something that you cannot describe. It's something that you, you know, you, you have to experience. You have to. Right. It's an affirmation. Also, whenever I, I like to go to the gym, I love working out. It's part of my life. It's part of what keeps me sane. Whenever I hug my man friends like that, I let them know whenever they press against me, they can feel the fact that I am a strong and capable man that in their corner. And whenever they do that, that I'm here to help them. If they need something like that, that I am physically able to help them. Yeah. I'm here for you. That's what I try to communicate with them by that contact. When they press up against me and they know, it's like, oh, wow, this guy could probably pick up a Buick if he needed to to get it off me. Absolutely. That's yeah. what I do for you. That's good. It, That's it's, good. It's, a, it's a nonverbal communication of, hey. I'm capable. I'm willing to give this to you if you need it to help you with whatever it is you need help doing. Yeah, it's a, it is. It's a bond because you don't you don't do it with everyone. You don't do it with a stranger. It, no. it's another part of you know what you. It's 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 like a person's earned it as well. It's a uh, it's respect. And, yes. Um, for me, like I remember being a, a young teenager, and when you you know you're a young lad, you're fourteen, fifteen, and you sort of like, oh no, no, you don't do this, you don't do that. But when we started college, we had to get physical. With a with yeah, a male partner because yeah, you you had a partner so you have to lift you have to hold you have to connect you could be holding right. shoulders whatever and that sort of like I wasn't uncomfortable with hugging anyone anyway um, but I know a lot of people were even at college they were just the connection for the men thing yeah. getting up face to face in the personal space for a lot of people is tough but in that environment in a performing environment you have to do it and I think. It, the more comfortable you get around someone, the more you want to do it. Yeah. Not in a sexual way. Right. I think that's, I think that's a bit of what you just touched upon there, is that people are scared to be face-to-face -face with each other. Yeah. People are frightened to even meet someone new. And, you know, you're with your spouse or you're with your whatever, and you, they're taking you to meet their friends. And you're like, well, you know, I know a lot of people that's too shy and they won't do it because they're, they're literally stuck in their shell and they won't go and break that barrier to go and meet new people and it's people have a really I've, I've noticed that the communication and that confidence to communicate like face to face with people is a struggle it's, yes it's a massive struggle for people well and we've built a way we've got seventy four thousand ways of communicating and the one that god gave us is the most difficult now because we've separated ourselves from each other so effectively yeah. like intellectually and emotionally through things like social media through text message through telephone we have a million ways of talking to one another without talking to one another yeah. there's a certain amount of depth and intimacy that comes from being face to face with a person being able to reach out and touch them to punctuate your idea or your thought with human touch yeah. Like you're speaking yeah. with someone whenever I really want to make sure that I communicate this very clearly to you. I, I reach out and I touch you to make sure you know, hey, what I'm about to say is really the crux of what I'm getting at here. This is the, the seed in the center of this flower that we've been growing for our conversation. This is what I want you to take away from this. And whenever I touch you, that's how you know, oh, this is the clear indicator that what James is saying right now is what I really need to focus on taking away from whatever it is we've been talking about. Yes. And yes. I think that a lot of people are very uncomfortable with the touch. Like you're saying, the proximity makes people very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. There's a lack of confidence, I think, in people approaching one another physically that is at an all-time high. Yeah. Whenever before, that was the only way of communicating. It wasn't a thing nearly as much as it is today. You, you had to. That was the only form of communication. You know, even, right. 
even phoning each other now is not a thing. People do not pick up the phone and speak to each other. No, because so, you can text. Yeah, it's too easy. Yeah, absolutely. It? So uh, I work in a customer service base, um, a supervisor for um, a female website called misguided.com. Okay, so I get escalations to, to um, and girls come to, they, they complain, they're raging, they're, they're keyboard warriors, they're swearing online saying, oh, the managers call me. I'm the guy that speaks to them. The moment I pick up the phone, are them girls screaming at me? No. Not one phone call, and I've had many, like probably 30 to 40 phone calls, that I've had escalations given to me. As soon as I pick up that phone and speak to someone, I do not get one single negative word from that female because I've, I've literally taken that, that frustration from that girl, from, from whatever it is, they haven't got their, their package, their parcel, whatever it is, and I literally transform that moment into a positive and resolve it for them. I do not right. get one lick of a, a swear word, nothing shouted at me ever because I'm communicating. So they struggle to actually speak on the phone. like they, they don't know what to say because they're not used to saying it. They want this phone call, but they've no idea what they're going to come um, to that table with on that phone call. You know, right. so people, people are scared to call each other now. Well, you're yes. a real, when, you, when you get onto that connection base and you're phoning them, you're a re, you become a real person in their eyes then. You're not just texting. And that's all they want to hear. They I just want to hear a real person. Well, that's that's all they want to hear. They're sick, of, they're sick of seeing social media posts, they're sick of seeing messages on Facebook, same things, you know, because they've been advised wrong or someone's misread something. Fair enough. We're human. We get that. But they just want to hear something. And I think, you know, customer service is going online. I I think that's a great thing to an extent. But sometimes people just want to hear a voice. And my, my line of work right now is exactly that. And it proves that. That is evident of it. Because they literally go from shouting and hollering on Facebook to the sweetest things on the phone because they speak to someone. They speak to a human. I understand their frustration. I get what they're going through. I've had the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we've all been that through that frustration yes. thing where they bought something, it's not come on time, it's become faulty or whatever, whatever it is. They just want to speak to someone. Simple as that. Well, and I think you touched on a really important point there too. Whenever you say, whenever you're shouting on Facebook, you're not shouting mm-hmm. on Facebook. You haven't had that actual physical release of being loud and angry physically, yeah. like literally translating that into a physical action. All you've done is sat in front of your computer and you've typed it out in shouty capitals and you haven't had a chance to actually process that in a physical way. And that frustration builds. I don't think people realize just how much that can affect someone whenever most of your interaction comes through mental and not through an actual verbal or physical interaction that builds you need that contact you need that being heard you need to phonate your displeasure at someone or you need to phonate your pleasure at someone it needs to be translated into a real live interaction instead of just something that people can read it needs to happen exactly because you interpret different sentences words and stuff on a computer totally different to how they are you know portrayed so you could be having a conversation, a simple, um, you know, it could turn into a debate. And let's say one of your friends, even though you know them, they could type in a, you know, a certain sentence and you could take it in a really wrong Completely way. Completely the wrong way. And they may not mean it like that. And even though you know them, you don't know how they're, they're, they're emphasizing their words. But if you said that face to face, let's say it was an argument, for instance, and you're having a heated debate on, uh, I don't know, something like 
a TV show, Game of Thrones or something, and you're having a little bash, 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 and you know you can come in, you come out with an argument or whatever. If that was face to face, you'd probably just be laughing it off. You'd be having a bit of fun. You'd be like, no, no, you know, Tyrion's exactly. my favourite. This, blah, blah, blah. But on on a computer, you don't know what's going on fully, and it can be seen as, wow, that was a bit full on. He's told right. me to, you know, he's told me to f off. And that, right. I mean, it, you know, like like I could say to you guys now, you could say a joke about me and I could go, fuck off, in that way. But right. if I type that, I could, it could come across aggressive. Yeah, of course. So it's, I mean, you know, it's not the best way to communicate, like, social media. It's great and stuff. It is great. Sure. You know, we've got loads of positives about it. But like you both mentioned, we need that connection. We need to throw out the emotions. Even simple, something as simple as seeing another person's facial expressions yeah. is important yes. as well. Definitely. Yeah, and, and the layers that you talked about there too. It's not just the words that are coming out of your mouth. It's the inflection. It's the tone. It's the body language. It's the eyes. There are so many layers to actually talking to someone that you cannot, no matter how effective a writer you are, you can't bring that kind of detail to a written post. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can do it in a novel because you've got pages and pages and pages. But yeah. whenever you're talking social media, you only have so many characters before you lose that person's attention. Mm-hmm. That's partially to blame on us. But it's also one of those things, you know, if you need to get a message across that effectively and that quickly, pick up the phone. Or better yet, like you say, pop over. Hey, what's going on? You said this. We need to get to the bottom of it. And it could be just as easy as you were saying, you know, I was totally not intending you to take it that way. And that's how it was interpreted. I'm glad you brought this to my attention because now we can talk about it. And in five minutes, it's all figured out. It's so simple, really. It is. And uh, back to the guy thing as well. We we have that testosterone running through our veins. We get that. That's our role. When we go back to our ancestors, even before we yes. had anything, when we were barefoot and naked, running around to hunt for our food. Who was hunting for the food? Men. We get that. We understand yeah. that. That is our role. And but we need to break through that to be able yeah. to communicate with each other. And, you know, it comes to the point where if you are struggling, you need to sit down with anybody and just simply talk. It, it's, it literally is that simple. I know it might sound difficult um, because if anybody's never done it before, but take your ego out of the equation. Take your manliness, your pride. Yeah, we get it. We've got it. We've all got it. I'm very pride. I'm very proud of who I am. Um, I'm very proud of my peers and, you know, James, Andy, everybody. I get that. I understand. We all have a penis. We're not comparing sizes. We're not comparing chest size, bicep size, whatever. Take that out of the equation. And if you are really struggling mentally or physically with anything, just communicate because that release in itself that first initial step of communicating and talking to someone will literally transform your mindset into doing that more frequently um, in the future, 100%. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, not to mention the fact, too, that whenever you bring that to someone's attention, that is a huge step. And I think every man in the world can definitely take that for what it is whenever you lay aside all those that machismo and the swagger and whatever it's always well within a hand's reach you know it's never that far from us we can all definitely tap into that caveman at any point but it's the fact that you're willing to show that vulnerability to someone that you love and trust especially whenever you're really like getting to a mature point in your life you're like hey i'm really having a problem and i'm bringing this to you because i think the world of you in your opinion and you've always been there for me and i'm trusting you 
to hear me when I say this. Yeah. I don't think there isn't a friend in the world that wouldn't stop what they were doing and really just get to the middle of it really quickly and listen to what's going on. Oh, exactly. Friend, I mean, as a story of that, I've got a, a good example. My dad won't mind uh, talking about, like me talking about this now. It's my, you know, my dad is, he's army background. He's very, he's, he's very strict. He's very tough. He's a, He's someone you look up to and you think, you know what, one, I either don't want to piss him off or, you know, he's just, you know, he, he can come across as the coolest, hardest, you know, guy going. And, you know, everybody has their own issues. Everybody has their own breaking points. And he used to think when I was yeah. younger and my brother and sister is he used to think that he needed to, sh- to show that strength 100% of the day all the time. Yeah. So any any of his problems, he needed, he felt like he needed to bottle it in because it was a sign of weakness. Now, you know, right. talking is not weakness, but what he did, he'd get to a breaking point where he'd have to have a, a sort of blowout. He'd have to go and drive off somewhere and just chill out and just, you know, de-stress. I don't know what went on in his time on his own. He could have been he could have been punching a tree for all I know. He could have been doing, you know, this, that, and whatever. And it wasn't good. And we knew when he was getting to his boiling point. Um, and it was only when I got a little bit older I and I because I'm quite a um, I'm quite a, quite a soft like you know speaking guy. I'm quite emotional. I've got even more emotional after having the sunlight. But I've always been that sort of I'll give you a hug. I'll listen to you. I'm happy to you know share problems and and, and take them on. And I just said to him one day, I said, just talk to me. And he just his eyes just started like. He tried to blank it off and be all macho and like, you know, I'm, I don't need to talk about it, lad. I'm okay, I'm okay. But you could see, it, 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 like, it was almost like his eyes were going, yeah, go on, tell me, tell me again, yeah. tell me again. So, That's me. honestly, please I, ask me to say something yeah, again. That was yeah. it, that was it. The moment we, and we, we spoke for th- about three and a half hours that night and we got loads out and yeah, you know, it was over a couple of drinks, but we weren't drunk. And uh, now, <laughs> every time he's got a problem or something like that, he will come to me. So I could be. That's a bit. Well, this is it. This is. I, 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 I don't want to take any credit for this because it's something that we all should do anyway. Um, but I, it's, I take a satisfaction that I can be his sort of release into things because yeah. I understand if you want to keep your match on us, you know, you're the, you're the man of the house. You're providing. You're doing this. Everybody, all your friends know you. Oh, look at that's Wigsy. You know, it's the army. You don't want to mess with him. Blah blah blah. If he's got me as a release, hopefully he's got other people as well. Um, but how much more relaxed they'll be. Get off all, all the stuff off your chest, off your mind, and then you can think, you know what, I can focus now on other things because I've shared my problems, get advice by whatever. Uh, I, I am, right. like me now, with all this experiences, I will, if I've got a problem, I will talk about it. I'll talk about it to my wife, I'll talk about it to Andy, I'll talk, I'll, you know, not to everybody, obviously, because I don't want to share my problems sure. with everybody. Um, but I know I've got people to, like, who, can, who, who will listen to me and give me advice. And I feel. That's a protection as well. I feel like, you know, the bond that you were saying, James, about like the he- the chest hugging, the squeezing, knowing I'm there for you. So, you know, that that comes with it. It's like with Andy and me. First thing we do is hug each other. You know what I mean? It's always we have a little bit of a dance or something, a little bit of fun, yeah. a little bit of a drive. And so I might slap, yeah. I might slap his head and stuff like that. He might try and, try and cut me balls or whatever. That's just <laughs> the things that happen. Yep. But I know that if I've got a problem and I don't care what it is, I don't care how embarrassing it may seem, I can tell him and he won't judge me on it. If no, anything, he'll just give me advice yeah. or yeah. his opinion or whatever. Because that, I think good. that respect that you've come to me to speak about whatever it is you want to talk about 
is only going to better your relationship with everyone. Like whoever you've chosen to, if I call James and I have a, you know, a breakdown or whatever, that's only going to better our relationship. There's not going to be any animosity between us. There's not going to be any lack of respect because we've shown this vulnerability. If anything, that's going to just improve yourself, your relationship with that person. Every time. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Absolutely. The yeah. bond becomes tighter yeah. because you feel yeah. like you can trust each other. I mean, trust is the big thing in the communication as well, especially for, for like guys talking. I mean, it's not just about guys nowadays. It's it, Well, not nowadays. It's, it's everyone. Um, I think girls are, are, are a lot smarter in that aspect of talking to other people. Um, like if my mum ever had a problem, she'd have people to talk to and she wouldn't be afraid to do it all can, through yeah, that time. We could take a lot from I, our female counterparts. That, I think that's what we've done, I yeah. think. Because we've an environment now where I think if we all asked each other how many friends we've got, it's probably equal. It's probably girls, boys, girls, boys. When you're 13, 14, 15, you could probably say, oh, well, all my mates are lads. You know, and you, yeah. you have sort of like, you know, girlfriends as such. But nowadays, well, if, if you ever had a friend that was um, a female, oh, well, yeah, yeah, you you immediately homosexual, hundred percent. Oh, sure. yeah. <laughs> if you're in a group, if you're with a group of girls, <laughs> I, yeah. I went on holiday to Cavos. Um, terrible, terrible choice. I didn't know it was a scummy party place. <laughs> I didn't know. Um, <laughs> and I went with three girls, and all the lads who were up there before before we met them, they all thought I was gay immediately. So it's that quick judgment. You thought as a lad with three girls, he must be gay. Yeah. And stuff. It didn't bother me. That, that doesn't bother me one bit. Are you sure it wasn't your haircut? It was probably my haircut as oh. well. Cause <laughs> it was spiky blonde. And I may have wore Rachel sunglasses, which were big. Oh. <laughs> big glasses. Okay. So to be fair, I, I wasn't at hell with that. But, <laughs> but it took the well, one. I, it took Andy, one. I think you touched on something brilliant whenever you're talking about yeah, that conversation on. with your dad. Yeah. And of a certain age have to be granted permission to be open about their feelings yeah that you had and you could just like you said i thought that was an amazing point that you brought up he you could see it in his eyes that he needed you to ask again it yeah. wasn't enough for you to ask it and then leave it you had to be at him you had to care enough about him to ask a couple of times hey if you need to talk about this i'm right here yeah no really yeah. i'm serious i'm not taking the piss i'm not being that guy saying you need to talk about this and i'm right here and i promise it'll go no further than the two of us let's hash this out yeah and then it just opened up it's amazing to me how hard you have to try for that initial permission to get that deep with a friend of yours that you would take a bullet for yeah, yeah. exactly exactly you yeah. have to get you have to show them you have to be the initial you have to be the instigator hey I see you're going through something right here, and that's not a sign of weakness. That's me saying, hey, if you need just a little bit of help, I'm willing to give you a shoulder. And you know what's amazing and about this? Sorry, James. What, Sorry, what's James. Amazing? No, please. No, I'm done. What, what, what's amazing about this is it takes that one conversation, and it, you've opened every door and every window. That's it. Once you've yeah. done that, once you've done that, and you've opened that person's, you know, you've opened that person's door to, you know, to their mind and their heart, they will always feel comfortable with doing it with you again. Especially if you've listened and you've took on board what, what what's been said, um, yes. and you know what, being the instigator isn't a bad thing. You know, maybe you know, maybe if you're really introvert and you don't want to share it, you know, you, and you are crying out for that instigator, you want that person to say, right, you know what, what's up, what is your problem, and that's a, that's probably you, you as the you know as as the, as the instigator again is you've probably got a bigger part because you're confident enough to say, you know what, tell me, talk to me, and they want that. And it's a lot of things with depression and why people do end up killing themselves. A lot of people are very 
disgustingly just say, oh, it's a selfish thing. How selfish are they for doing this and that? I know this can be a total other topic, but they're, they're crying out in their own ways. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And, you know, people go, you know, when people, you know, try to commit suicide or unfortunately do, and people say, I didn't think there was anything wrong. I think yeah. you've got to play a part on that in yourself and think, well, why didn't I notice there was something wrong? Exactly. Because and all they needed was a you, like your dad, or they needed a, that one person to say, talk, talk to me, talk to me. You may have to say it over weeks and weeks and weeks. You, you may have to say it, uh, you know, days, hours, whatever, but you will get through to somebody. As, and you can tell by just their facial expressions and their body, you know, the, everything around you, whether they, they, they want something or not, yeah. you know. And, I, you know, talking is important. You know, we're doing it right now. This is a great thing. We're hoping, you know, we're going to get through. Hopefully, people are going to listen to this and enjoy, you know, what we're talking about and get a lot from it. Um, yeah. So and hopefully, hopefully it, it generates a lot of discussion, you know, and uh, hopefully people agree. I, I do not see anybody disagreeing with this. And if they do, then, you know, give your opinion. Fine. No problem at all. But we're just trying to get people to communicate more because we have this fantastic format that brings people together on Facebook and things like that. But the lack of actual physical presence is the issue. Yeah. Yes. Um, it, that is the, I think that's the biggest thing, you know. It's, and a, it's another thing where we want to get people on as well, though, because we're bringing the viewers, not the, not, we're not saying fans because we're not, we're not of a status or of anything. The, the, you know, the viewers, the people we know and people we don't know, we want to bring them on because we want to, we want to, you know, learn more about them. It's like, I don't, yeah. I, I met James tonight. And we spoke, you know, we spoke for we briefly for what twenty minutes, twenty five minutes. Yeah, before the podcast. And I, I'm a hundred percent more comfortable than what I was an hour ago because I, you know I don't know what to expect, but I, I open up. I think you know what, cool. He's Andy's friend. Andy loves him to bits. He's told me about I love it. it. So I love it. <laughs> um, bring it on. You're another person who who is now you know I'm connected to in in, in some way, um, and that's what we want to do on the show. We want to bring people together bring people on here and then everyone's got a story we want to hear it we want to yeah. learn about it we've learned everything sure. the past two um, the past two Stephen uh, and Dale we've learned loads about you know Dale's my friend Stephen's Andy's friend but I'm pretty sure if you stick them two uh, with the opposite you know either me or Andy we'd get on straight away just after yeah. one conversation and we're, we're getting we're getting people physically in front of us I know we're doing this over Skype with James in New Zealand right now but I cannot encourage. I cannot stress enough what this guy brings. This, to me personally, when I've met up with him a couple of times in New York, whenever I've kind of been derailed from my path or kind of unfocused on my journey, this guy puts me back on. He will physically pick me up because he's that strong, and I'm not a big guy, so I'm quite light. Um, <laughs> but he will just after the conversation we get emotional we hug we laugh we giggle every single emotion we go through in an hour and the yeah. the the actual confidence that you bring to me and whoever that you're with is phenomenal james and i cannot thank you enough for literally having that impact on my life and god knows you're doing you're doing it all over the world you're in new zealand now you're probably doing the same you're impacting people with your singing and you're, you're dancing, your shoe up de wops, and um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it, I, well, it's just like again back to what Andy was saying. It people want it. I, I think that we would be an error to think that people aren't looking for someone to help them in that way, or just an outlet. 
you know, not trying to put any kind of accolade on me. I'm just saying that I, the, the way I approach it is everybody needs somebody that they can have that kind of connection with. And obviously I can't do that for more than a lot, a few people, but find your person, find them, you know, put, put down your, your stuff, put down all this like idea this, that burden has got to be heavy. Whenever you think about all the stuff that you carry around, the face that you put on for the world, it's got to be such a burden. Put it down for a minute. Find somebody where you can just trust to be emotionally naked in front of that person. Discuss the stuff that's really on your mind. Try to get past the surface of it and just get down to brass tacks. Spend an hour with them, just like you and Andy do. You know, every Wednesday you order in and you get a chance to just kind of be guys together, whatever that means to you. It's just one of those things where you can celebrate being who you are down at the core of your being with whoever you trust enough to show that emotional vulnerability to. Just do it. it it's it's going to be difficult because you spent your entire life building a wall. So it's going to take a little while to bring down the bricks of that. But really find that person that you can trust. Find that person who celebrates the person you are underneath all that stuff you show the rest of the world. And just be comfortable in the fact that you've got somebody like that. It's such a blessing. 100%. Oh, my gosh. No, it's, that's, it's perfect. And the thing is, you don't have to just go searching. You, you know, the, 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 there are people around you that you may not even realize that, that they're willing to open up to you and yeah. let you open up to them. That they will be there and you'll find that connection will never be broken. Well, that could that. be at your workplace. You could be seeing this person every single day yeah. at your workplace. It could be at a shop that you go to regularly, your local grocery store. It could be anywhere and it could be staring you right in the face. Mm-hmm. And it, it literally yeah. takes that one step. I know that one step literally seems like a thousand, yeah. but as soon as you take that one step, it's huge. It is yep. so huge. I, I, I probably communicate too much with people now, to be honest with you. The, the bond that me and Andy have got from just doing this, the bond that me and James have got from literally just communicating with each other is remarkable. It is, it, it, we, we, we are proof of the pudding. It's guys. healthy as well. It's yeah. very healthy to have um, yes. you know, this physical and even just on the phone relationship with people a little bit you know a 10 minute banter phone call having a laugh more you know a quick mate i am fuming with what's gone on at work today or what's gone on with this and that and once you've got that yes. release you're happy so it's just like going out on a night out blow you know having a blower having a good sesh you can have a conversation for an hour or two and you can get that exact same feeling or if not uh, a, yes. a closer connection anything like, like James said find your person find your people go out and enjoy what you do find a sport find an activity you want to do knitting cooking class whatever it is find the thing that you love and you will be submerged with the people of a very similar mindset yes simple as well, that I, I love that you brought up the word sport too because it's it, again it's contact it's yeah. not just the talk the talk is a huge part of it, but it's also the physical touch of it. Yeah. A sport, I don't know of any sport out there that you can't do without touching somebody else. And sometimes people are just starved to death for it. One of the sweetest stories I ever heard, some guy gets on the, the uh, subway in New York, and he is screaming, huge dude. He's like over six feet tall, shaved head, scary looking guy, because he comes on the, the subway train and he's just ranting and raving. And everyone else in the car is scared to death except this one little old lady. She's like 70, 75 years old. The man gets close to her and she reaches out and she grabs this man by the hand. And he is swearing and screaming and whatever else. He is 
grabbed by this woman. She holds on to him and she just holds his hand. Something as simple and as insignificant as that. After a while, the guy starts to calm down. He sits in the floor of the subway car next to her and starts to cry. He gets quieter and quieter, and then eventually he just starts to break down and lets go of all this anger and this frustration. And later, somebody said, that was amazing. They said, I, I, what, what brought you to do that whenever they're interviewing this woman later? And she says, I raised three boys. She says, sometimes you know whenever a man just needs to be touched. He just needed to feel human touch. And whenever I did that is whenever he started to calm down and whenever he started to break down. It's just one of those things. People are starving to death, especially men, because, pardon my language, they think you either got to fuck it or fight it. And that's yeah. not always yeah. the case. That's yeah. not the only kind of touch there is out there. If you want to touch your man friends with a hug or a handshake or a slap on the back or a grab him around the neck, it's one of those things that communicates that strength and that bond, and people are starving to death for it because they think you can't touch another person without you wanting to fight them or fuck them, and that's just too narrow a mindset. It just is. You've got to get around it, and you've got to start thinking. There are so many different ways of saying I love you and so many different ways of touching other people. That's fantastic. That's a great story. I, I, I hug my dad every single time, and it's the best yeah. man hug aside from James's. <laughs> it's the best connection we've ever had and I give, me and my dad came back in each other's lives when I turned 18 I travelled down to the south where I grew up went into the exact same house where I was raised until I was probably about 11-12 years old and um, it was like going back in time and the connection we have now is stronger than ever before yeah. and one of the best decisions in my life was to get back in contact with my dad because that bond that male connection with my father is unlike anything I've ever, ever had before. It's something that I, I will not live without. And every single day we text each other. We, we ask each other how we're doing. I help him out with his business. He gives me some advice on my path, my direction. And every single time we see each other, what do we do? We hug. We sit down. We, we, we're touching each other and we're being father and son. And that connection is... is I just can't describe it. You can't describe that. Really valuable, that yeah. feeling, that feeling of being able to do that with your father and be able to connect me in that way. We open up because of that reason, because we can hug each other whenever we want to and, um, and right. understand, um, you know, the, the stories we're telling each other from that connection. It all starts with that initial connection and then everything is literally put on the table from that point. That's yes. It. Get out, there, get out there and talk so to guys, talk. Three, three guys, you know, barely men. I've got a hairy chest, nipple pierced. And he's got no hair on his chest, nipple pierced, more hair than me. And James is an animal in every aspect. He's uh, the perfect gent. And um, I, I hope one day you can, uh, you can find these guys that we have in our lives because um, we, we can't live without them. And I'm guessing, yep. you know, if you already have got these people and you're relating to everything we're saying, you're going to think of these people and you're going to think, you know what, yeah, these are my go-to people. These are the ones I feel And if you are, if with. you've got that, then spread it. Like we're yes. doing now, if you've got that in your life, let other people know that it's okay to fucking talk. Yeah. Yes. It, it is okay. It is. We're shouting at your screen right now telling you that it's okay. <laughs> 
It is the best <laughs> advice we can give it regarding is. this. It is. It's Every Wednesday, high. we do not stop nattering. You no, guys we, are we've gone on for what now? 48 minutes? We can do another 48 more. We know we can. Yeah. We just don't want to burn your ears off. So, yeah. I mean, right now we're going to have to sort of round it off. Yeah. And we'll just Well, end. actually, on a brief uh, little thing, James, um, let's, let's touch upon travel for a quick kind of five minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. On, um, yeah. you know, our experience of travel, what what is it done to our eyes and what it's opened up to us? We're going to let you uh, go on a spiel, mate. Go ahead. Absolutely. Well, that's the thing, too. Traveling tells you, you get so honed in on the teeny tiny problems of your day to day because we all go through it, just like the little stuff that just chips away at the, the, the rock that you try to be. Whenever you travel, you get a, a zoom out perspective of what it is that you're trying to do with your own life because you see literally on a global scale that you are not the only person dealing with this. And you get several other takes on how these people deal with their problems or deal with their successes. It's unbelievable to watch a person from across the planet deal with something that we deal with and how they handle it. Is it sarcasm? Is it fighting? Is it uh, argument, discussion? How do you go about it? Our producers, Stuart and Tricia, they're amazing people. And they told me, they said, whenever the boys were young, they have two sons of their own who are well, you know, grown and have families of their own now. They said we would have a discussion at the dinner table and there would be discussion in the sauna. They said because at the dinner table you had on your clothes and you had like the formal conversations, etc. And then after dinner, they would all get naked in the sauna and the, the conversations would be utterly different. And I thought that's such an amazing metaphor because wow. you have a cover for the conversation that you keep in company. Yeah. And then whenever you take off that cover, whenever you lay down the burden of your clothes and go to a point where it's literally just you and the problem and the people you love and care about most in the world, you can really get down to the nitty gritty of it, discuss it, bring all these enormous problems down to the molehills they really are from the mountain and get to what it is you can do to either deal with it or completely eradicate it. Travel does that for me and the fact that I'm not completely surrounded by someone trying to compound my problem every day. If you're looking at it too closely, it's hard to see any other solution than the one that's presented. But if you get more of a bird's eye view or something from across the pond, you're like, oh, oh, no, actually, there are dozens of ways that I can deal with this problem. The problem may not go away, but at least I'll find a more manageable way of dealing with it. And I think that for me is the most valuable part of this. And the fact that people all over the world, somewhere as close as the next state or town or someplace as far away as a country that is literally on the other side of the planet, you have options. You're never trapped. You're never trapped. You're never in a place where you can't just figure out a way to get out of it. You don't just have to throw your hands up and feel utterly helpless. There's always a way around something that proves to be difficult to you. Always. You just got to figure out which way is best for you. And traveling gives me so many more options. It makes me feel a lot more in control of my life and my difficult situations that I face. Brilliant. Um, well, yeah, that was great. That was, that was yeah, really yeah. What, what, travel, what travel did to me as well with, um, with uh, the cruise ships is that it made me realize that we are all human beings. Every single one of us, we are the same. Like you said before, we, we have the same issues. We have the same haircuts. We have the same skin. We have the same organs. Every single person on this planet is a human being and it really opens your eyes to that and makes you realize that this world is tiny. It is, yeah. it's a really small place and, um, you know, we're all going through the same shit. So, you know, don't right. judge, don't judge for, because of someone's color of skin, their, their choice in life, whatever, because guess what? We all have to deal with 
the same day in, day out, bull crap, all okay. the time. No matter where you are in the world, seriously, that's the and that's what it really opened my eyes to. Yeah. And uh, what traveling kind of made uh, evident to me is that a lot of people just want to have fun. They just want to yeah. have a good time. And um, we've had plenty of good times, my friend, on, on ships. <laughs> and um, yeah. I was actually going to ask you a question. What is your fondest memory um, with our with our contract together? I was going to say on ships, but that's a long time, so I don't want you to, you know, that could, that, that's a very vague question. Um, on our contract together on ships, what was your fondest memory? It was either my birthday party or the toga party. Yes. I think maybe the toga party because, again, it's one of those things where it was just, you know, everybody was there having a good time. All of the uniforms and the name tags and the whatever else were laid aside. Everybody was wearing bed sheets and ridiculous. And it was just everybody together and all the people that we liked most were just mashed together in that tiny space. Yeah. And all the skin, like there was just so much skin out. So you couldn't go anywhere without rubbing up against somebody, <laughs> male or female. And it was just a whole lot of, of talking and loving and just making contact in some of the most primal and basic ways. Yeah. It was brilliant. I think that's what it just the laughter. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Rarely am I ever around you where I'm not belly laughing. But it was just so much. One of my favorite pictures of the two of us is I'm literally nearly bent over backwards because I'm laughing so hard and pointing at something <laughs> off screen. It's like, I love that picture of us yeah. because it's so rare that I find something that's just so unposed and you can just tell that I'm having a really good time. Yeah, that. Amazing. Good. I, I think that sums it up for ships with me as well is that the quality of people in such a confined space, you are living, shitting, breathing, eating all together. Seriously, you're in exactly the same, you know, in that confined area. And yeah. you have to reek the rewards. You have to come together. You have to battle through some tough times. And um, mm. the, the bond and the relationships you get from ships is phenomenal. So if anyone's considering career on cruise ships, do it. Do not ever question it. Me and James have both come out the other end. Um, I went in a boy and came out, you know, uh, a man-ish. You know, <laughs> no, but you know, it, it's it, it was a great time, and um, I think one of the fondest memories of uh, me and you was was that exact moment. That picture sums up our friendship, I think, of the sheer fun, the enjoyment, and again, the lack of posing. Um, it's just someone's captured that in the moment, and um, it expresses so much feeling and um, emotion from that one image, that one snap. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Right. So, uh, my friend, we have to wrap this up. You need to get somewhere soon. We have some quick yeah. fire questions for you. We can't <laughs> thank you enough for being on this podcast. We are 55 minutes strong now. Uh, but Andy's <laughs> going to fire away at it's some so uh, quick fire questions. So, one or the other, basically. We're going to ask you two things, um, and you have to pick one of them. You have no idea what's coming up. So, uh, yeah. you're welcome. Yeah. Three seconds to answer these, mate. Pretty simple. They're all pretty simple. There's only six questions, mate. So let's go with uh, coffee or alcohol. Coffee. Nice. I knew that. Lazy days. <laughs> <laughs> Lazy days or active days. Active days. Oh, nice. Good. Movies or music. Music. Nice. Game of Thrones or Friends. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yes. yes. Football or basketball. 
Which football? Your football. Oh, really? No, no, your what? football. I'm, oh, being, I. I'm yeah. being very respectful here. And uh, yeah, your football, mate. Uh-huh. And which one did you pick? Football or basketball? Oh, all time. Football. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, right. Good. 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 <laughs> good. 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 Hillary Clinton. Oh! Hillary Clinton. And it didn't take him a second to answer that straight away. We didn't even have to get the countdown. James. <laughs> James. Yeah. It's been a pleasure, my friend. Same here, 80s. Thank you, fellas, so much Thank for inviting you, me to be James. on the show. Such a good talk. Been uh, a pleasure, James, is, James has woken up at 6 a.m. in New Zealand for us to do this podcast. Um, he's an absolute gem. If any of you come across anyone that is this kind of figure in your life, grab them. Never let them go because he has made a massive impact on mine and I've then reaped the rewards over to Andy. So uh, you're welcome, Andy. Thank Cheers you very me. much. I'm sure Cheers we'll share, we'll share a uh, bevy or two, I'm sure. I look forward to it. Oh, and James, if, I don't, if you don't mind me making a plug here, you can find me on Instagram at James E. Bullard. So if you guys need a little bit of a, you know, if you want to follow the, the fun, there's a lot of inspirational, a lot of travel stuff on there. I'd love to have anybody that wants to take a look. Perfect. What we'll do, mate, is we'll link your profile in um, in the post, so it's Delete. easy for them to get it. We'll do that for you, mate. Yeah. yeah, we'll do that, mate. Wonderful. Okay, and guys, if you ever have any questions, reach out to us, and uh, we will be more than welcome to answer any questions you have. Any issues, bring it to the table. You know, like we've uh, addressed so many Please. topics in this podcast, but, you know, to round it up, reach out to someone, talk to them, because there is no better feeling than having that companion, that friend that you can always kind of release and speak to. And they are there. They are. They're probably right at the side of you. You know what I mean? You may not even, you know, you may not think it. You know, you may think, I've got a couple of friends here. Oh, they're good to have a laugh with. Open up to them. See what they do. Yeah. What's the worst they can do? Absolutely. Close themselves, that's it. But they want to open as well. So, yeah. yeah. You want to close with anything, buddy? You want to say one final thing, mate? No, I'm just really happy to be here with you guys this morning. Thank you so much for asking me because I think this is not a topic that can't get enough attention. Perfect. People need to know about it. Guys need to know about it because we're not the verbal. We're the, the action kind of guys, and sometimes you just got to talk it out. Absolutely. Correct. Thank you so much, James. So much. And, uh, guys, get us on our uh, Facebook page. We've got our YouTube. We've got our Twitter account, Instagram, a good old chinwag. Get all the channels on there. Reach out to us no matter where we are. And our email address, chinwagchaps at gmail.com. Always here to listen. Always here for you guys. Love you loads. Till next time, episode nine next week. Woo! See ya. Take care.